So for the longest time, I didn't know that you could have a love story without having a love triangle. Even when I grew up and I would have my own love story, I was like, hey, wait, where's the third person? That's so <laughs> how, how is this going to work? <laughs> Unless two people are crazy about me. You're like, oh, it doesn't feel right if there's no third person. <laughs> I know. Where is this other person brooding over me? Where is this person? Yeah. Well, jokes aside, but that was truth. It's not a joke. I actually believe that all love stories are love triangles thanks to most of the Indian movies. That funny person, ladies and gentlemen, is your host, <laughs> Tanvi. <laughs> and for me, a love triangle was always stressful to watch because love triangle, obviously, there's always this one person, whether it's a man or a woman, who loves one person more than the other person loves back. So for me, it's, it was always like, I would just literally scream at the screen going, oh, move on, you know, he or she doesn't love you anymore. Or so I would literally be like, oh my God, so stressed. I would want to like shake that person and be like, move on. <laughs> <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, that reason of voice is your host number two, Flo. Hi and welcome to Moviewala Podcast. Today we are talking about Sahib Bibi or Ghulam. It came out in 1962 and the Prime Minister of India was still Jawaharlal Nehru. The director of the movie was Abrar Alvi, producer was Gurudat, music was by Hemant Kumar and actors were Meena Kumari, Wahida Rehman, Gurudat Rehman, Dhumal and DK Sapru. And the story is about, obviously, the Sahib, the Bibi and the Ghulam. It's set during the feudal British Raj era and it's about this Sahib who's like the zamindar of the village and he is unhappily married and we have no idea why because I really can't figure out why. But, <laughs> but they're unhappily married and he is not loyal, faithful to the wife and he often goes out and he is with other women. And how this wife, the lonely wife, has this platonic relationship with the person who lives in the house. And it's about these stories and these relationships. He's like a part-time helper, but he has a proper job somewhere else, right? Like, it's not clear. It's not clear what he is, but as per the title of the movie, he's the Gulam. Yeah. So, it's about these three relationships. Yeah. So, we had seen this movie couple of weeks back so we are a little fuzzy on the details however <laughs> the very first time I'd seen the movie it was like long time back I would say at least a couple of decades ago and I remember I remember enjoying it and I remember feeling you know understanding the turmoil of these people and understanding like how they would feel suffocated in these relationships However, it probably is because I've grown up or I don't feel like you need to be stuck in those relationships. It was hard to fathom the, these things now, which is weird because you think like if you've grown up, you'll understand this more. But right. at least in my case, it's the other way around. What do you think? Oh, I think as an adult, when I watch it now, I, f I feel like, first of all, there's not a good reason given as to why the husband is the way he is. I understand that, you know, relationships don't work out and you don't really need to have a reason for for something to not work out. But I really wanted to know why he is the way he is, why he is continuously being unfaithful to the wife. So that was not very clear. So I was like, oh, why is he doing that? The sister-in-law, you know, the wife of one of the elder brothers, 
she does address it like you know meena kumari comes out of the shower and she's not wearing any mm. jewelry or something and the sister in law says like you know why don't you get ready and she's like for whom like you know the person i'm supposed to get ready for isn't ever home and he's not interested so the sister in law is like well he's a man of power and he's a zamindar you know what do you expect he's going to just roam around you he has hot blood in him and this is what he's supposed to do so you know forget men doing what they want to do it was so hard wired even for the women to believe mm. that this is what men are supposed to do like that was the statement of masculinity and even when she asks him that why wouldn't you just you know you tell me what you need and i'll give it to you and he looks at her with this bizarre with this really you know a look of absurdness on his face he's like how can you give me what i want like you know that's like out of his wavelength that his wife can actually satisfy him or his wife can actually do those things that he goes out for so i think it's probably it's just depicting that era and that class you know that status the class of the society not class as sophistication but classes yeah the economic class yeah people. i i guess so i feel like you know the movie does tackle that issue you're right even now in india to an extent men look at women like there are two kinds of women according to men in india not all of them i'm not stereotyping but generally you know there's this woman who's a girlfriend material and there's this woman you know kind of woman who's a wife material right so i i get what you're saying in the sense that you know obviously back then this was during um i think pre independent during the british raj so i can understand how messed up the concept of a wife must be where a you know, wife is just there to give birth to your children and take care of the household so i i guess you're right in that so he doesn't even realize that he can even look at his wife in a way that is desire you know like wife as a desire of women i think you know he was also conditioned in a way that okay we are not supposed to look at wives like that yeah and even the sister in law comments on that right like i have never seen a lust thirsty wife as you you know she says that in hindi huh. of course but so just the fact that the wife actually wants her husband was like she was being taunted on by like that that you suppose what she's supposed to be like celibate and just like live and only be available when the child birthing procedure is allowed i don't know what <laughs> procedure <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like what else to say to that like i think the story is set in those times right and how we always say like when you're watching a movie which is from another era you have to kind of watch it from that point of view as much as one can and not to say that you know we are agreeing with it today or we are saying that was fine but even as a form of art like even you know when somebody like sanjay ramansali is making what is what did he make padmavat and the the things that he's portraying are not current we can't you know we can't accept them but this one is you know the older movies have the leeway that oh at least they were made back then so no matter what they showed whether you agree with it or not is kind of like different so yeah i i think i was able to see the movie for what it was and this and i didn't try and justify it in my own way except for we'll get to one part where i was like totally not on board with but yeah so far i was like okay fine this is how it was right like uh, even when we discussed marital dramas like when we spoke about earth or when we were speaking about uh, mahesh bhat movies those movies were not set in 1940s those movies were set in 80s and 90s and still the men were treating them like that you know in zakham how the how does uh, what is that actor's name the telugu actor nagarjuna 
<laughs> Nagarjuna is like, you know, he's just not, doesn't have a spine and can't stand up to his, like, you know, all of those things. Anyways, the point being that Hindi movies are always showing what is in society and even today our society hasn't gone that far. But as you can tell that we've jumped into really deep, <laughs> deep waters <I> <laughs> right away. <laughs> okay, let's go back. Let's, let's go back a few steps and talk about something nice, like, like fashion. So did you have any, anything nice to say about fashion? So for a change, you know, normally black and white movies, we are always like, oh my God, you know, the men were so suave and the women were so pretty and things like that. So that obviously goes with, that's true for this movie as well. Uh, so nothing really stood out for me. I think I would have enjoyed it a little more if it was in color, just because I love Bengali movies in color because of their, their sari and everything just looks amazing. And their red, you know, sindoor that bindi they have and everything just looks amazing when it's in color. So I, yeah, I wish it was in color. But other than that, there was nothing horrible or ugly. Nothing stood out to me, but nothing nothing was, you know, just like oh, outrageously ugly as well. So yeah, it was just, I didn't really notice anything. Did you? Yeah, I actually did. I loved... Okay, so Meena Kumari's Drop Dead Gorgeous, right? We're going to talk about her more in a oh few gosh. minutes. But yeah. Meena Kumari, everything, like her Banarsi saris, like you could tell that she's wearing a Banarsi sari even in a black and white movie just because mm. of the work and the way it was draped and it was beautiful. But I loved her makeup. Her eyeliner was on point. Like, you know, the eyeliner of many actresses of that era has been on point. But there was something very... her. It just enhanced her eyes because her... Her eyes are so expressive and the way her makeup was done was just adding like 10 layers of more expression to her features. I loved her nose pin. Her nose pin was like this quarter size diamond and it was just so perfect. Like either you have a nose for a nose pin or you don't have a nose for a nose pin. Her nose was for the nose pin. <laughs> I loved her nose pin. And then I noticed in one of the drunk scenes, she was wearing this ear cuff. You know those ear cuffs that has been on fashion which go across your ear? But the ear cuff had these strings of pearls like five string of pearls which was falling from her ear when she was drunk and falling and it was so beautiful I was like yeah she's drunk but look at that earring it's so pretty <laughs> and I had actually not seen that design in Hindi movies before or maybe I have not paid attention because these were these th that pair looked really contemporary it didn't look like it was from 1940s but clearly I'm the one who's wrong because it's clearly from 1940s and I'm like wow yeah wow. so I loved all of that and everything you said like the Bengali way of dressing the big bindi the sindoor and all of that good stuff but what I loved the most about both of them Vahida Rahman and Meena, Meena Kumari is like when they were here when their hair was down it was wavy and luscious and it just looked like you know like when you tie your hair in a bun and then you just open it and it just flows and they have long hair I was like oh and this is I think this is the positive of black and white movie because no matter what your hair color it'll look black so it looked like this luscious thick hair black hair so even if their hair wasn't luscious or wasn't black it looked black and <laughs> Yeah, black and white is very forgiving. It's very flattering. Yeah, a lot of it is probably beauty and jewelry and not necessarily fashion. But yeah, this is the thing mm. that I noticed. And that is making me want to go back and watch that uh, scene again because that is one of my favorite scenes and I want to go go back and watch it because I really did not notice the earrings so yeah I want to go back and see yeah, it yeah. watch it yeah okay then talking of scenes you already said so 
Do you want to elaborate on your favorite scene? Yes. Oh, gosh. So, um, a lot of scenes that I really enjoyed. I can't like really pinpoint every scene, but pretty much all the scenes were Meena Kumari and her husband. So, uh, the interaction between them and every scene that they were together were amazing. I know, you know, Gurudev also is in, in the movie and he he's done a really good job. But I don't know, somehow those are the mo- scenes that really stood out because, only because of Meena Kumari. Every scene that she has with her husband, it's all about how she wants to give everything of herself to her husband because she wants to stop him, obviously, you know, from going out every night to other women. So every scene is almost like she's, she has so many emotions, right? Because she starts with, you know, trying to be very sweet and, you know, asking him not to go out. And then it kind of turns into, you know, he's, she's trying to seduce him sometimes. Sometimes, obviously, he still wants to go out and it turns into anger. And then, you know, she starts drinking and then she goes mad. There were so many emotions in every scene between them. And Meena Kumari, oh my God, she's amazing. She is so good in this movie. Gosh, you feel so bad for her and, you know, you empathize with her and you just want her to like, you know. So every scene with the husband was just, I would watch the movie again just for those scenes. Especially this uh, the scene that you were talking about with the when she's drunk and I think I think it's a song as well, right? They are they're in the bed and you know she's singing this song and yeah, oh my god, it's it's heartbreaking. Yeah, I, I mean naturally it says Meena Kumari's movie, like you know, mm. Sahib Bibi Gulam. It is like you think of Meena Kumari and that's it. But actually, my favorite scene is between Vahida Rahman and Gurudat, and it is when Vahida Rahman is you know cooking and uh, Gurudat comes and he says something and Vahida Rahman kind of says something jokingly back to him. And then Gurudat is like, Aap, Aap hamesha taane dekar baat karte hai. And then, you know, you can't, you know, Gurudat can't see Vahida Rahman's face, but we can as an audience see it because both of them are facing the camera and Vahida Rahman has this really naughty smile on her face. And then she's like, to kaise baat aapse? <laughs> So, you know, and then they have this really, really fun banter. And I really loved the four, three quarters of Vahida Rahman's uh, screen time. It's only the last, I wouldn't even say quarter. It's probably like last uh, one fifth of the movie that I am not on board with her character. But the first four fifth of the character, I was in love with her character. She was so spunky. Yeah. And, you know, so that was my favorite scene where she's like kind of teasing Gurudat. And I think this is so like 1949, you wouldn't think of a woman being like that. And I loved that she was given those lines and the way she delivers them. And she has this naughtiness about it. Like, aapse kaise baat yeah. And she's such a flirt, right? I love that she... You know, she keeps flirting with him and he's such a dumb-dumb and he doesn't even realize that she's flirting with him. It's very cute. <laughs> no, I think she he realizes she's flirting with him, but he doesn't know what to do with that. Like, you know, he knows that she's kind of marrowing line on him, but then he's like, he gets shy and he gets awkward and he's like, I what do I do now? Like, I don't know. He doesn't have a comeback. Like, you know, he's not as fast with his wit as she. So that was one. And the other one actually is uh, between Meena Kumari and Gurudat. Which is the first scene. This is the scene where Meena Kumari is finally introduced. And this is like after 50 minutes into the movie. We don't see Meena Kumari for first 50 minutes. And then uh, Gurudat is called by the Choti Bahu who is Meena Kumari. And he goes. And then he's sitting on the floor. And then we get in this low angle which rises up. And then we see Meena Kumari. And she has this really... she's 
sitting like a choti bahu she's like a zamindaran she's sitting with this poised posture and then she and you know he's like this really dum dum person who's just come from the village and he's actually talking about jab jaba the wahida rahman's character to meena kumari that how she teases him and you know doesn't talk to him <laughs> properly and then she's pacifying him she's like are ye to bahut galat kiya usne aise nahi baat karni chahiye to so i love the innocence between the character of gurudat and meena kumari and meena kumari is just there because she wants that sindoor where he works you know that is her purpose of speaking with him but the way they show that relationship that is like a really because i think that is where they lay the foundation because that is when you know as an audience that there is no sexual tension there is no romance over here because their first introduction is when he's complaining about this girl and she has called him because she wants to save her marriage so i felt that was a very beautiful way of showing us that these two people are just two people they have no relationship whatsoever so yeah and and i also liked you know when i see that scene and then this is this is meena kumari's character arc like you see her sitting properly as a poised woman and then in the end she actually dies with gurudat that's where her character starts and ends both with gurudat and the when she's dying she's this drunk woman who can't keep it together and is falling apart so i felt like so that yeah i think there's something about a bengalis and uh, drunkenness I, because this is also a Bengali novel, right? And it's yeah, yeah, just like Devdas was. It's it's just tragic. Yeah, I also had I just had alcoholism written over. Yeah, I was like, we have to discuss alcoholism. I know. What's up with that? <laughs> Heartbroken people in Calcutta who can't like <laughs> go through heartbreak without getting drunk. So okay, so let's quickly move on to the songs. because i feel like the songs are the highlight of this movie did you have a favorite song out of all of them not a lot of songs stood out you know but i think one song that everybody knows from this movie would be najao saya so that is like my favorite and also that scene the whole scene yeah ho saya chudha ke maiya kalsam tumhari main ro padungi so if Nobody wants to watch the whole movie just watch that song and maybe a couple of like 5 minutes before the song starts you can watch those that scene and i don't know that just encapsulates the whole meena kumari phenomenon that she is but tell me when you were watching the song weren't you like in love with meena kumari like she was just mesmerizing i don't know i her... think i fell in love from with her from that first scene itself the when you <laughs> see her face and i was like man i love her I know and when i was watching this song i'm like how gorgeous can somebody be right it's just it's not just to do with her face obviously she has a beautiful face but it's just her emotions and the way she was acting it out and oh my gosh oh you got you have to everyone should watch this song <laughs> just for because she's not doing any dance it's just and you know she's just singing the song to him and it's just just i don't know i couldn't take my eyes off this of the you know computer when i was watching it it's just beautiful i wonder if somebody from this generation has that kind of you know that charisma or no screen. they don't right there is nobody who can replicate anybody from that era honestly i do not think like i was actually thinking about it i think there is nobody who can say like oh i can do everything with which dilip kumar did they can't there is they can't be a uh, another devanand 
there definitely cannot be another Meena Kumari or Nargis or Madhubala or Ashok Kumar. Like I think that is, I think that is why it's called the golden age of cinema, right? Because I think we've spoken about it in our so many episodes right now. As good as everyone is, as good as Ayushman is, as good as Rajkumar Rao is, as good as Ranveer Singh is, they are all replaceable. We like them. But if you switch somebody with the other one and that other person performs, they, because there is no, you know, they all are very method actors and they all deep dive into that person and become something else, which is amazing. These people did that too. You know, Dilip Kumar did that too. But Dilip Kumar did it in a Dilip Kumar way. And, you know, Devanan did it in a Devanan way. And Raj Kapoor, Raj Kapoor played a suave gentleman with the, you know, really swagger. And he also played a village Dumbo. But there is nobody else who could do those same roles the same way. You can't make Mother India today. Who on earth would you cast as Mother India? Who could look so beautiful, young and has the depth as being a 60-year-old woman? You know, I I don't think there can be another Meena Kumari. Look at that face. Nobody has that face. I know. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Nobody has it. I don't think. I definitely don't think they are can be replaced. But yeah, my favorite song actually is again. I know it's gonna sound like I love Meena Kumari. And I think this whole movie belongs to Meena Kumari. But I think probably because everything is about her, I kind of liked some things which were not about her. And they were as good in my eyes. So I loved... Uh, Vahida Rahman's song that Bhavira Bada Nada Nada person I could like hold on to for any kind of happiness or naughtiness and also the fact that she was able to shine in spite of not having any these stellar moments I remember her for all of these things and I actually I like the two songs of the courtesans also okay first of all I was looking at their dance. The first one, I I, can't, I mean, I don't remember the words or anything, but it was uh, Mericha, oh Mericha, something, something. That is the first song where the husband has gone to see this dancer dance. Hmm. And I was looking at the dance. She was amazing. Okay. Her movements were as good as uh, Vajanti Mala was in Devdas or as good as all of these actors and actresses today. I don't even know her name, right? But she was amazing. Like, of course, then I looked it, looked her up and it was uh, someone by the name of Bimla Kumari. I I loved the Kotsan dances as well. The other one was Minu Mumtaz. And these are not the songs that I remember. But when I looked at them and they were dancing, they had my 100% attention. They were very good. Like their, their movements were as sharp as Matri Dikshit. <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, this is so good. They were. I think they were. Yeah. Okay. All right. I think we've, we've discussed all the fun parts. <laughs> now let's go into acting. <laughs> what did you think about everybody? What did you think about the story? 
you know. Mm. I think this story was good because I could see that it was adapted from a novel because, you know, it has a lot of those strong emotions that you see in books. And I don't know, acting, I feel like I'm repeating myself, but again, everyone had done such a great job. And like you were saying, it was a really nice contrast between this life in a Haveli and this life in a regular house, right? So it's just same place, same country, but you know how different it is. Like it's so claustrophobic in, in the Haveli where women don't have as much of freedom. And, and then you see Wahida Rahman and her house is just a regular house and her interaction with her dad. That is another refreshing thing that I noticed. So I, I was amazed to see this contrast between two characters and two houses, you know, even though they are from the same village. You know, so I thought the direction also was very good. Yeah, I think this is probably a good time now to mention about what I didn't like, that one-fifth part of that character. Because how you said that, you know, they are shown, Zahida Rahman and her father shown super progressive. So in a way, Meena Kumari's family and her husband and the Haveli are showing the India of yesteryear. And uh, the India which is right, was existing until the British Raj and then... Vahida Rahman and her father's family is shown as progressive India, where India is headed, where the daughter and father can have an open dialogue. A girl can have, you know, uh, independence to do what she wants to do within that era and can voice her thoughts, can flirt and not be like looked down upon. Although her father at one point says like she's giggling, like the Gurudat comes and because he's from a village, he's a simpleton. He says something really, oh yeah, he says his name is Bhutnath. So Bhutnath would literally translate into a ghost man. Now, uh, so she starts laughing because that's a, not a name which an average person would have. So if anybody is a mythological person, Bhutnath is one of the names of Lord Shiva. Because Lord Shiva is also God of ghosts. But if you're interested in that, you can Google it. <laughs> but that's that. So that's why Gurudat's name is Bhutnath. Because apparently he was born on a Saturday or a Monday, which is the day of Lord Shiva. Okay, this is too much information. I don't even know why I know all this. <laughs> but he does give that information, right? Exactly. So he gives all that information and then she starts giggling. So her father says that... These are not good, uh, good behavior for a girl. You should not giggle like that. So he does say that there. Mm. And I was like, ah, oh, well, society is never going to let women really be, really. <laughs> so anyways, what I didn't like was they show us this whole character of this girl who's, you know, vivacious. And I've been going on and on about Vaida Raman for this whole episode. And in the end, they put like this one hell of a sixer where they say like, oh, that she was child married to someone. And then she finds out that she was child married to this man. And now she decides that she's not going to, you know, be happy anymore because she can't find that guy. So now, you know, to her, she, she, she starts talking like, but I belong to that man because I was technically married. So now, you know, I'm this wife. I'm like, what are you even talking about? You don't even know who this person is. Yeah. And she goes to this little village and starts living alone and like almost like her life is over kind of thing. Yeah. So this is where I was like drawing parallels with Andaz, right? That the writers and the directors, they would like go all the way to show you where women are headed or what progressive world women could exist in and then in the end they'll like punch you right in the gut and be like fooled ya this is not how this story ends 
Yeah. <laughs> so if you try to be extra smart and be extra, you know, have an extra need for independence, this is what's going to happen. You're going to get kicked in the nuts. <laughs> so I, I was like, why do these movies? Because this has been like the third time, right? Because and I would also bring Suchitra Sen from Devdas into the mix because they show us that this girl who's not scared of flirting and then she's like, that's it. I can't have this one man. I'm going to now live my whole life as a widow <laughs> with a married man. So yeah, that was my issue with that character. But yeah, but I agree. so this movie in in a way it actually just showed that transition. It was showing how India was transitioning from one time to another and ha- having the struggle, and which is why these zamidars who was the husband of Meena Kumari was an alcoholic because they couldn't deal with the fact that now the government is going to take over their land and they're not going to be able to just boss around people and not pay them and you know have slaves. They were just heartbroken over the fact that they couldn't abuse people anymore. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that is that. Yeah, so if somebody has not watched this movie and want to know what era this is set in, think Lutera. So it's Lutera era where it, the uh, uh, where I think people are fighting for independence and we are like at the cusp of getting our independence and the whole zamindar system is breaking down and yeah, so it's pretty much the same time period as Lutera. Yeah. And it's also set in Bengal, Calcutta. Yeah. Isn't it amazing? All our good stories come from Bengal. Rabin Matagor, mm. he's like the best writer we have, right? The poet, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me, Vahida Rahman is shown as somebody who can play piano and she does poetry and she does cooking and she manages the house. She was like, Literally, the superwoman. That's what she was doing, right? She was writing that song. She was trying to rhyme that song. and She was writing it as poetry. And at some point, uh, Gurudath even finds her poetry and he starts reading and he's so bad at reading. He can't read properly and things like that. Yeah. So this shows like she was better educated than him as well. Like, you know, her father had given her good education. Everything was fine except the last 10 minutes. Yeah. It took me by surprise, actually. It came out of nowhere. The dad lets her know on his deathbed that she was married when she was a child and she can't, he can't find, you know, the guy or whatever. And they left the village after that. So I'm like, oh my God, where did that come out from? Like, it, it came out of nowhere and hit me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's what I meant. No, the writers are in the end. You're like, fool, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Alright, so there's like this, uh, back in the day, there was a controversy that because the style of the movie is very Gurudath-esque, like if people have watched other Gurudath movie, they'll know there's this like really uh, lighting from the back, angles going from down, and Gurudath was known for his uh, camera work and lighting. In black and white movies, he used that really well. And of course, the theme of his movies is always heartbreak and... Uh, you know, downtrodden artists and people who don't understand the world and all of these are Gurudath theme. But this uh, movie, uh, only person alive still is Vahida Rahman and she said in several times in interviews that no, this movie was not directed by Gurudath and it was directed by Abrar Alvi. So even though it looks like a Gurudath movie, it's not. So then I was like, it's probably like a, a Karan Johar syndrome, right? Where even people who <laughs> direct Karan Johar Dharma Productions, they end up looking like Karanjohar movies. So, uh, but however, Gurudath did direct the songs 
all the songs are directed by gurudath ah okay and another one was that meena kumari was always the first choice of the movie however when she was married to kamal amrohi her husband he didn't let her act he, his uh, reasoning was that you know this is an alcoholic uh, woman indian society is not going to accept you in any other role or they're not going to be happy with it so don't do it so then uh, they went to nargis they also went to some i don't know british indian actress everybody refused and then 2 years later they came back to meena kumari and i think by then she didn't care so much about her husband's opinions and she ended up doing it and funnily enough today she is known for you know this movie this is uh, after pakiza this is her most talked about role uh, in hindi movies and uh, yeah and this but having said that the movie did not do well at the box office it was a flop although it had a lot of critical acclaim like today it is a cult classic but back in the day it was a flop mm. um and it was also chosen for the berlin international film festival and it got a golden bear back in the day and it was also the official ent- i'm just like running through all the <laughs> trivia i'm like let's let me get it out of my system <laughs> So this one is the one which I was like most shocked about because uh this was official entry uh for the Oscars from India and guess what the academy refused it academy refused it because they were like oh the woman is shown as a drunk and that is not permissible in uh aspara criteria a woman cannot be drunk really really can you imagine that i had to google it to oh make gosh. sure that, that is true i was like uh hello Oh, I'm surprised. Much? Like, <laughs> what? And also, I was just going to say that Meena Kumari, for that time, would have been such a risky choice, right? To play a woman who's drunk. She's so cool. Wow. I wish she was still alive. Yeah, she was a diva, though. Ah, she was known for being her. Like, uh, I mean, rightly so. If you have this kind of a talent, then you yeah, be all the diva you want to be. But apparently, yeah. the whole movie was shot in a bungalow in Calcutta, near Calcutta in Bengal, uh, and she refused to go there because apparently the facilities were not that great. And she's like, "I'm not going to go there." And uh, Gurudev then. created a uh, interiors of that haveli in uh, on a set in bombay because luckily enough she never had to go outside you know all her all her scenes are within a bedroom or that haveli so yeah she never actually went oh that's interesting hey but if you're as talented as her like look at me i would rather i would just watch the movie again just for her scenes then she's totally worth it I don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I agree. She can be the diva. I'm all for being spoiled and what not. I mean, if you have if somebody is spoiling you, then be spoiled. I think the issue is when you're spoiled and no one wants to spoil you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Or people are wondering why are you acting so spoiled like you have nothing. <laughs> yeah. So that's about it. I would say um I would recommend this movie. I think this was a good movie and I enjoyed it. I've watched it thrice so far and Every time I watch it I'm like oh this is a good movie. What do you think? Same here. Again if you guys don't have the patience to watch an old black and white movie uh just watch the scenes <laughs> that Meena Kumari is in. Well if you don't have the patience to watch good movies then shame on you. Why are you listening to our podcast? Or <laughs> <All> that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> on that happy note. 
wonderful positive note uh thank you for listening to us and we'll be back next monday with our next episode in the meantime you can keep in touch with us on social media we are on twitter at moviewala pod and on instagram at moviewala podcast see you bye bye